This is the Rich Eisen Show. How you doing? Good, Dan. How about you? <laughs> no complaints. No complaints. Uh, That's good. We don't want to hear them anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> That'll wrap it up for this show. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. That's a fact. <laughs> we don't want to hear the complaints. We don't want to hear Absolutely don't want to hear complaints. Absolutely not. The Rich Eisen Show with guest host Dan Schwartzman. And now, sitting in for Rich... Hit the drop. It's Dan Schwartzman. That is correct. The boys, by the way, in New York City tonight up for a sports Emmy at Lincoln Center. Sending all good vibes that they take home the hardware tonight. Bring it back out to the West Coast. Would be awesome to see that happen. It is hour two of the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Schwartzman in for Rich on this Tuesday. Hit us up, 844-204-RICH. That's 844-204-7424. Or on Twitter, at Rich Eisen Show. NFL, the slow period, of course. The drafts happen. First-round picks, a trickle of them signing here and there. OTAs this week, though, those are voluntary. But some names not showing up. Should there be concern or not? Does it actually mean anything? Let's bring in on our buddy Howard Balzer. He, of course, does a lot of stuff. He's a Hall of Fame voter. He's a co-host of the Hall of Fame radio show on Sirius XM's NFL Radio. Dust of the Arizona Cardinals. Howard, let's start out with the Arizona Cardinals Kyler Murray not at OTAs. Uh, should we read into this or no? Well, certainly he's angling for a new contract. I believe it's going to happen. The question is, does it happen in time for training camp? I think that's the goal of making that happen. And so it's it wasn't surprising. I don't know that anybody thought he would be there. There was some thought that after acquiring Marquise Brown in the trade on draft day, his former teammate at Oklahoma, that perhaps Murray would be there. But Brown wasn't there either at the first OTA, and James Conner wasn't there. Four starting offensive linemen from last year weren't there. Their best returning edge rusher, Marcus Golden, wasn't there. So I think when these things occur, they become big stories. But by the time camp opens and the season opens, it's pretty much forgotten. But, Howard, is he not there because he's you know saving himself physically, not risking the injury, or is he not there because of the contract situation? Do we know? Yeah, I, th- I think it's probably a combination. I think that, you know, physically, I mean, you're working out anyway. And he's been working out with different players uh, in Texas. And so you're working out. And it's not exactly like these OTAs are, are high intensity where there's truly a, you know, fear of injury. So it's, I'm sure it's, it's essentially contract related. He hasn't been a big participant in, la- in the last few years. Of course, they were cut back and there weren't much of the on-field stuff. There was no on-field stuff two years ago with the pandemic. Last year was cut back. So he hasn't been a big fan of these anyway. And so the the big question is, will he be at at the mandatory minicamp in June? And if he's not there then, then you know it's totally contract and he doesn't want to be there at all. There is a fine if you're not there, but it's not huge. He'll be able to pay that. (laughs) But Kingsbury said yesterday that he anticipates Kyler Murray being there for the minicam. So I think if he's not there then, then that's more of a story. But like I said, I do expect the contract to get done. I don't think you know, all the drama that we've had over the last couple of months with him has, has been a lot of th- good things to talk about. But like I said, I think they, they will get this accomplished and he will, you know, he will have a, have a deal that approaches or if not is, you know, right there with some of the top quarterback contracts in the NFL. You see, but Howard, this is what bothers me. And and no Marcus Golden, no Hollywood Brown, no top offensive lineman, but they're not the quarterback. 
And when you think of the quarterback in an NFL team, you think of the leader, right? The guy that gets the respect, usually the highest paid player, the guy that everybody looks up to, the guy that sets the example. Isn't it kind of a bad look for Kyler Murray, even if he doesn't like being there for OTAs and guys don't usually like being there, but because of the position he plays and what it means on the football field, shouldn't he be there? No, I I think he should. No, I I agree with that 100%. And I think that that would go a long way in terms of, you know, because everything that he has done in the offseason has, you know, basically confirmed what many think about him. Young guy, you know, he's, he's learning to be a leader. That's certainly what you want your quarterback to be. And there's been a lot of questions about that. And by doing some of the things he's done, it, it basically says, yeah, well, that, that's, that's the way Kyler Murray is. So, yes, in that respect, he could have gone a long way towards saying, hey, everyone knows I want a new contract, but I'm here with my teammates. I am the leader. I am the, the face of this franchise. And that would be a much better look. So I agree with that 100%. But Kyler Murray is going to be Kyler Murray. We know that from everything that's happened over the last couple of months. But that's what the team is looking for. They're looking for more of that leadership coming from him. And so far, they're, they're not getting it, which is going to make this next contract, whatever it is, and how much guaranteed money there is, it's a certain risk on the Cardinals' part because they're, they're hoping that a lot of these things improve, but that's up to him to make that happen. Chat with Howard Balzer here on the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Schwartzman in for Rich on this Tuesday. Here's the problem, and I wonder, Rich, maybe, I wonder, Howard, if you would know this. The problem is, you know, the way that the quarterback contra- contracts are structured these days, it's the next guy up, right? Gets the biggest one. He blows the previous contract out of the water. Then it's the next guy to the point where it's not, does the guy truly deserve to be the highest paid quarterback? Do you think there's that conversation going on behind closed doors in Arizona where the team's saying, look, we understand that's the economics of the position, but let's face it, Kyler Murray's not a top-five quarterback, yet he's going to probably be paid as a top-three quarterback. It's got to be an issue, right? No, it, pro- it probably is, but I think the Cardinals deep down realize they're going to have to pay. And like you said, it usually happens that the next guy makes more than the previous one, and it's not whether that quarterback is better than any of the other guys. It's what does that team do if they don't have that quarterback? And when you have one that you truly believe in, you do what you can uh, to keep him. So we have this debate many, we've had this debate many times over the years about different quarterbacks, but it's hard to find one. And the Cardinals believe they have their guy, even with some of the improvements, obviously, that he needs. And so, but I'm sure that's part of the, part of the discussion. I'm sure the Cardinals are probably looking at it and saying, hey, we know the average per year is going to be high, but we don't want to go too crazy on the guarantees because we, want to, we do want to see some of that those those improvements over this next one or two seasons but you know that at the end of the day they'll 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 probably have to succumb somewhat and that's what's going to make this contract very interesting uh, to see because it's just the way these like you said it's just the way these quarterback deals go and in 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 essence there's no way of going about it now the big question of course is after what Deshaun Watson got yeah everyone everyone said oh is that a template for other quarterbacks and I'm sure every team I mean heck you know, you got Joe Burrow after this year. He's going to be due a new contract. And so, but I also think that when you have a 24, 25 year old guy and you're sold on him, he's going to be your guy. Well, guess what? Most of that, that guaranteed money is in your base salary. And that player is going to make it anyway, unless he falls off the cliff and suddenly becomes bad or has a career ending injury. And so those things don't normally happen. And so I think sometimes the guaranteed money on some of these deals for, for franchise quarterbacks is, 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 is exaggerated a little bit in terms of what the real meaning of it is. 
But Howard, you know what? By year four and Kyler Murray's going into his fourth year, we knew Patrick Mahomes is a superstar. We knew Josh Allen is a superstar. Lamar Jackson already had won an NFL Offensive MVP award. Uh, you know, we know Joe Burrow is a superstar, right? I, how much higher of a ceiling in your mind, and this is strictly your thought, in your opinion, Howard, how much higher is the ceiling for Kyler Murray? Or is he what he is right now, which is pretty good quarterback, not great, pretty good. Or do you think there is greatness there? Well, I think there is greatness there, and I think here's the elephant in the room. The big elephant in the room that hardly is discussed is that the way he plays the game and his size you know, put, puts him at risk for injury. Now, everyone's at risk for injury, but the reality is the last two years he has played, for the most part, great football in the first half of each season, and then he hasn't played so great after he has been injured, and that's happened in both of the last two years. Two seasons ago, he played with the injury, a shoulder, and he wasn't the same player. Last year, he missed three games with an ankle injury, and when he came back, he wasn't the same guy. And so I think that's the big – to me, that's the big question about him. I think he has ability that can be great. But the only way he can truly be great in the NFL, and we know the cliche, the best ability is availability, yeah. and it's also not being injured and not being there. Well, he hasn't had major injury, but he's had just enough that has affected – the things that he does well and that's to me the biggest thing he has to prove is can you can you you know stand up to the grind over a 17 game regular season and he ha- he wasn't able to do it last year in 17 he wasn't able to do it the year before in 16 so to me that is what will determine whether he will become a consistently great quarterback not just one that's you know that's great for some of the time Howard, let's go around the league a little bit here. Are you uh, on this Buffalo Bills bandwagon as the Super Bowl favorites? I, I am, to be quite honest. I think that I think it's close. Certainly, there's a lot, especially in the AFC. And we also know that once you get to the postseason, especially in the AFC, with as, as strong as it is, anything can happen. And it's whoever comes out. Obviously, it sounds cliche, but whoever just comes out on top on that particular day. But they are certainly as capable as any other team. That, that, that is there. And the way you know, Kansas City has taken a step back with not having uh, Tyreek Hill, there's certainly a lot more depth of excellent teams in the AFC than there are in the NFC. But when you look at this Bills team, the way that they are constructed, uh, they are certainly as good as anybody. And they've shown that in the last couple of years. And so they, uh, you know, when you're a favorite, that's just perception, obviously. But they're certainly among the favorites and have as good or better chance of anybody to making it to that Super Bowl. Obviously, we don't know what's going to happen. Of course, teams right. between now and January, it's a long season, and all the things that can happen affect things. But where they are right now is they are truly, if, if not one of the best, obviously can, could end up being the best in the AFC and in the NFL for that matter. Howard Balls are joining us here on the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Schwartzman in for Rich. Rich and I both are huge New York Jet fans, and i got to say I was impressed with what Joe Douglas was able to do in this draft. That said, uh, you know, they bring in a lot of young talent. Can a Jet fan cautiously be optimistic that they are finally adding pieces in place, athletes, even coaches? I mean, LaFleur last year as offensive coordinator showed a lot. Have they finally, in your mind, turned that corner to where they're not an easy out? They're not going to win a bunch of games, but they'll be in there in a lot of fourth quarters? Is that how you see them? No, I definitely see that for the Jets. Obviously, a big part is the offensive line uh, playing well and having being able to run the ball somewhat consistently. And, of course, Zach Wilson taking a big step in year two. The draft was impressive. I always say this about that, though. Hey, if you have three first-round picks, 
you better have looked like you did a great job uh, when it was over. But uh, certainly uh, those are players that should come in and help them uh, right away. You know, the division, you know, after Buffalo, you know, you New England's competitive. You know, Miami will be competitive. I think the Jets should be better, and they probably will be. How many games that means, who knows? We know how hard it is to win uh, in the NFL. But it certainly appears that they're on the right track, and, and that's, that, that's right now that's all Jets fans, I think, can realistically hope for and expect. It's a start. I'll take it, right? There's names, yeah, guys, exactly. with talent. <laughs> it's optimism. It's been a very pessimistic time being a Jet fan. It's got to be a pessimistic time being a Chicago Bears fan. Are they setting Justin Fields up to fail, considering they don't seem to be taking it seriously in terms of putting weapons around him? Yeah, it's, it's a great question. And I, I looked at that team and was just putting together a lot of, a lot of things. I, you know, I put together Lindy's Pro Football Magazine each year. When you do that, you're looking really closely at all the teams. Yeah. And I look at that team and I say, oh my goodness, how, what are they going to do here? The offensive line has huge question marks. Their best receiver, Allen Robinson, leaves in free agency. Now, I like Darnell Mooney. He's a, he's a nice player, and the defense should be pretty solid, but they've got a long way to go. Now, the division isn't very good overall, certainly, but I think Detroit's improved. I think Minnesota might be a dark horse. We know about Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. So this could be a long, long season for the Bears. And you just hope, man, that Justin Fields isn't blamed for it all if they don't yeah. play well. Because like any quarterback, you, like you pointed out, you better have that support, that support, you know, supporting players around you. And if you don't, you're going to have a lot of issues. And they got a new offensive coordinator, so Justin Fields is learning a new system now. That's going to be a question mark. So, yeah, they, they've got a long way to go, and it's, it's going to be a while for Bears fans, I think, to really feel good about this team. And I think they're spoiling him. I mean, got, he's got a lot of talent. I don't, think, I don't know if he'd be great or not, but the fact is I don't know if we'll ever be able to tell considering the fact that they're not helping him out at all. Howard Balzer does so much. Hall of Fame radio show on Sirius XM, NFL Radio, does a lot with the Arizona Cardinals, Hall of Fame voter as well. Lindy's, I mean, what don't you do, Howard? You do everything. Appreciate the time as always, my friend. My pleasure. Take care anytime. Great stuff there from Howard Balser. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, you want to help a young quarterback. Look, at least a New York Jet fan can say this year, barring injury, we can probably tell if Zach Wilson is going to be any good or not, right? They've given him weapons. They've put guys around him. There's a running game. Could be a really good running game with Brees, Brees Hall being brought in and, uh, to, to, to play alongside Michael Carter. You got yourself some weapons, right? Elijah Moore went healthy last year. The second-round pick out of Ole Miss a year ago looked to be a star. Add Gary, you know, Garrett Wilson, high draft pick from Ohio State. Corey Davis, healthy Corey Davis. They've made improvements at tight end. Offensive line with Lake and Tomlinson, Pro Bowl alternate last year. They've improved that. Mekhi Becton should be back. Hopefully he's in shape. So at least you could say, look, there's enough around Zach Wilson to where there's really no excuses. With Chicago Bears fans looking at Justin Fields, you can't judge Justin Fields if he's going to be any good or not because there's, there's no talent around him. I, I mean, just go over that roster. See what they've brought in. I, I, I don't understand how you bring in a... You trade up to get a young quarterback that you feel is going to be that franchise quarterback. And by the way, the Chicago Bears haven't had a franchise quarterback since probably Sid Luckman in the 1940s. Jim McMahon. No, McMahon was not. I, I knew I knew you were going to go there. The key word there was franchise quarterback. Jim McMahon was a good quarterback. 
Jim McMahon also had one of the greatest defenses in the history of football. Had a guy by the name of Peyton. First name Walter behind him. Kind of helped. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't say he's a franchise quarterback. Justin Fields could be that guy, but we'll never know because they are not surrounding him with any talent to help him. I feel for the kid. Good luck to Justin Fields. He's going to need it. Am I jumping on this Buffalo Bills bandwagon? Are they the best team in the NFL? Should be? Should they be considered Super Bowl favorites? Should they? I'll tell you. I, I, I'm going to break that down for you next because I honestly, I'm torn on this one. And if you have your thoughts, should they be considered Super Bowl favorites? 844-204-RICH. That's 844-204-7424 or on Twitter at Rich Eisen Show. Hey, don't forget, every golf equipment company claims to be longer off the tee. But Callaway's new Rogue ST driver is the only one built to completely bomb it. It's been speed-tuned to be Callaway's fastest, most stable driver ever. Every Rogue ST is engineered with a new tungsten speed cartridge, which gives you more speed on off-center hits and provides more forgiveness thanks to high MOI. But that's just the beginning because Callaway has engineered a Rogue ST for every player. Most golfers will fit into the max because of the incredible combination of distance and forgiveness. But there's also Max D, their dedicated draw model for players who need more shot shape correction. Now, if you need something more low spin, there's Max LS, which gives you stronger trajectory with a more neutral ball flight. But for the true players out there, the Rogue ST Triple Diamond LS is the compact low spin head that the tour players love. Callaway has thought through every aspect of speed, so all you have to do is go rogue. Find your Rogue ST driver at CallawayGolf.com slash go rogue. All right. NFL talk. Buffalo Bills, should they be the favorite? That's next. Dan Schwartzman filling in for Rich Eisen on this Tuesday right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The sleep number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests work is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed 
is, will he be at, at the mandatory minicamp in June? And if he's not there then, then you know it's totally contract, and he doesn't want to be there at all. There is a fine if you're not there, but it's not huge. He, he'll be able to pay that. So Kingsbury said yesterday that he anticipates Kyler Murray being there for the minicamp. So I think if he's not there then, then that's more of a story. That is Howard Balzer joined us moments ago here on the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Schwartzman filling in for Rich on this Tuesday. Talking about Kyler Murray. Is this all contract related, not being at the voluntary OTAs? Or is it because, look, he's working out anyway. Why would he go? Again, I, I said it to Howard. He agreed. When you're playing quarterback of an NFL football team, you can't look at things just as, do I want to be there or not if I'm already working out here? What I mean is, you're the leader of a team, right? You're the unquestionable leader of a team. There isn't a position in pro-American sports, out of the four major sports, that is as important in a leadership role as being the quarterback of an NFL team. Right? Baseball, okay, the pitcher's important, but he's there one out of every five games. Hockey, okay, you have a captain of a team, but it doesn't mean he's the best player. He's just usually the longest tenured, influential, whatever it might be. Yeah, sometimes, of course, he is the best player. Connor McDavid, of course, the best player of the Edmonton Oilers. And in the league, he's the captain. Sidney Crosby, blah, blah, blah. You get you get the idea. Basketball, no, right? Point guards are important, but not important in the sense of being a quarterback in the NFL. Quarterback in the NFL is the ultimate leadership position in sports. Throw soccer in there, even. You can go number nines, number tens. It doesn't matter. Quarterback is still more powerful and influential on his own team than in any position in soccer. And a quarterback has the ball in his hands every single offensive snap, except if you have a trick play and that happens once every who knows how many games. So if you're the quarterback of the team, I think you have to be at the OTAs. Even if you're in a contract dispute. And what I mean by that is this, okay? You're not getting traded. The Arizona Cardinals are not trading Kyler Murray. And regardless of you wanting a new contract or not, they picked up your fifth-year option, which means you're guaranteed to make around $29 million in 2023. $29 million. It's not bad. You can retire and live comfortably the rest of your life on $29 million minus the taxes. Okay, you're going to take home like $15 million. Although in Arizona, you'll probably take home more. So say you take home 16 or 17 million of those dollars. Maybe more. Who knows? I don't know taxes. I'm not good with that. I'm not an accountant. I think you can live comfortably the rest of your life with $17 million. You can invest a lot of it in, you know, basic mutual funds, get some growth on there, and boom, you're living off interest and you're you're okay. So even if there is a contract dispute because you want to get a long-term contract now and maybe you feel sitting out is your leverage, you also have to weigh that against being the leader of a team, gaining respect, having guys look at you and say, he's my leader. Whereas Terrell Owens would say, he's my quarterback, you know? So I'm not a fan of Kyler Murray not being there for OTAs. Look, Aaron Rodgers is not there. I get it. Two ways I look at that. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is truly a leader. But two, Aaron Rodgers is also, what, 38 years old. He would have more of an excuse to say, yeah, I need some time off. 
And he also has a wee bit more of a track record than Kyler Murray to say, trust me, I know what I'm doing in an offseason. I'll be ready for the season, and I'll be up there for uh, another MVP, which he continuously wins. Five letters here just for everybody out there in Packerland and yourself today. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. Exactly right. With Aaron Rodgers, you can R-E-L-A-X, relax, and be confident he knows what he's doing. Although I think he should be there as well, considering he, again, plays the most powerful position in sports and the biggest leadership role in sports. But Kyler Murray is a third-year player going into his fourth year. He needs to be there. Like, that's, that's a problem. I mean, if you want to address the whispers and the grumblings that you're not really a leader, this isn't the way to do it, right? You want to address those, show that you're the darn leader of the team, show up at these OTAs. And if you want to say, hey, I'm here despite the contract because of the fact I'm the leader of this team, hey, man, that's, that's a powerful statement. That's a res- that's respect right there. You show up and say, regardless of the fact that I want a new deal, I am here. That's powerful. Guys will look and say, ah, man, it's my quarterback. So I'm not a fan of that for Kyler Murray. I, I don't think whoever is advising him is doing a very good job. I think you need to be there. All right. A lot of people, and Howard Balzer is one of them, jumping on this Buffalo Bills bandwagon as potentially the best team in the NFL, Super Bowl favorites. I believe, Art, that in Vegas, they are the Super Bowl favorites right now in terms of how the betting money's coming in. I well, believe Let's they take are. a look. Yeah, take a look. But I believe they are the Super Bowl favorites. Now, they're coming off a season where they led the NFL in point differential, which means they scored... The points they scored compared to the points they allowed. They're a tremendous defensive team. They allowed 289 points in 17 games. Where does that rank? Well, that was number one. They were the only team in the NFL last year to allow under 300 points. They scored 483 points. Now, that was the highest total in... The AFC, including, by the way, three points more than the Kansas City Chiefs. And in the entire NFL, they were third, just behind the Dallas Cowboys, who scored 530 points, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who put up 511. But the combination of what they put up compared to what they gave up, Buffalo was number one in the entire league. Best defense. They have a superstar quarterback in Josh Allen, right? Hard to argue that he is... A superstar player. You look at what he's been able to accomplish after his rookie year. And by the way, I mean, that's a guy that learned his first year and now he is phenomenal, right? Year one, 10 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, 20 touchdowns, nine interceptions in year two. Completion percentage goes up, all his numbers go up. And then the last two years, he's been nothing but golden, right? He's thrown for uh, right around 9,000 yards and 70. Three touch, 73 touchdowns and 25 interceptions, and he can run the football as well at his size. So Josh Allen is a legit superstar. The Bills the are NFL. plus 650. That's really good. Yeah. All right, Bills are plus 650. Okay. Are they number one? Yes. Okay, so they're number one at plus 650. Okay, they're the Vegas' favorite to win it all. 
that's a lot of pressure. I mean, you're talking about a 26-year-old quarterback. You're talking about a team that was seconds away last year from beating, what, the Kansas City Chiefs in that playoff game, right? I mean, that was that was heartbreaking. They had that late lead, and then they gave it up on that final possession to uh, to Patrick Mahomes, who led yeah, the Chiefs If down. they had a defense at all, they, they would have won. They would have won, right. The defense, which had been great all year long in the week before, it dominated the New England Patriots, allowing only 17 points. In the divisional round, they uh, they couldn't stop Patrick Mahomes, who was able to drive the Chiefs down with literally seconds to go to send it to overtime, and then Kansas City wins that game. So, look, I mean, the bottom line is that's a learning experience for them, right? That's an experience. You have to face adversity, and that may have been what will put them over the top and what will be what you look at and say, okay, they learned from that, and now you can expect them to win those types of games. They can win the 47-17 wildcard game, but they couldn't knock off Patrick Mahomes. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, I'm sure that's a rivalry we're going to see for years to come. They're both young quarterbacks, and quarterbacks play to their 40 years old these days. So that's a decade and a half of games between those two in the postseason and some regular seasons as well. Going to be a lot of fun. I can't jump on the Josh Allen slash Buffalo Bills bandwagon to win a Super Bowl yet. Not because I don't think they're very good. I do think they're really good. And the moves they made this offseason, what? Bringing in the Von Millers of the world, guys like that. They made some incredible moves. Really, great moves. And I think that it's a, a roster that was really good last year, and it's even improved this year, right? Jamison Crowder, guys like that brought in, uh, the former Jet wide receiver, tremendous slot guy. Yamna Stefan Diggs, Gabriel Davis was good. There's a lot of talent. That defense, again, adding you know, names, uh, you know, adding names like Von Miller. I mean, it's a huge move. Tim Settle, defensive tackle coming in. Big-time run-stopper. On paper, they should be good enough to go win a Super Bowl. And you look at the rest of the AFC. All right, let's do this game real quick. All right, you look at the rest of the AFC. And in the rest of the AFC, okay, the way that it is laid out right now, there's nobody in the AFC East that's going to match the Buffalo Bills. The Patriots aren't, the Dolphins aren't, the Jets aren't. In the AFC North, you know, look, I think Cleveland, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati are all good. Like, that's a fun division to watch. But I don't think any one of those four teams is the Buffalo Bills. Right? I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Art, as we move forward here, but that's a really good division, but I think Buffalo's a better team than all four of those. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Now, AFC South... You have really one team, the Tennessee Titans, and they're going to be there, but I, I'm not a Ryan Tannehill guy. Having Derrick Henry healthy for the entire season, if he does stay healthy, will help. But they were able to run the football, by the way, after Henry was knocked out last year. So it's, to me, a Ryan Tannehill situation, and I'm not taking Ryan Tannehill over Josh Allen. When the pressure was on Tannehill, he folded like a cheap suit. So I'm not going to pick the Tennessee Titans over the Buffalo Bills. Now, the AFC West is very similar to the AFC North. Top to bottom, it's really good. The Chiefs are the Chiefs. I know Art's going to be smiling, beaming from ear to ear when he hears this. The Raiders are a good team, right? They they add uh, Adams, a wide receiver. That's going to help Derek Carr. Chargers with Justin Herbert. What a start to a career he's had the first couple of years. You hope they don't have a collapse like they did at the end of last season. And the Denver Broncos were 7-10, and 10, but... 
they happen to bring in a guy named Russell Wilson that's going to change the fortunes. You go from a team that had no quarterback to a future Hall of Famer in Russell Wilson, you're going to win a lot more than the seven games you won last year, right? It's pretty impressive they won seven games, I guess, last year. And were, in fact, seven and six at one point before they lost four straight when they had Drew Locks of the world playing quarterback. Now you throw Russell Wilson in there, you expect that's a double-digit win team. Legitimately, every team in that AFC West could be a double-digit win team. Them and the AFC North, top to bottom in the AFC, are the two best divisions, hands down, no question about it. And the Chiefs are, are number two at plus 900 to win the Super Bowl. And that's because of Patrick Mahomes. Here's the thing, though, okay? And this is going to hurt you a little bit, Art. I have to say this. Aren't I correct to say that the Raiders have the worst quarterback in the AFC West right now? The most important position in football? Yeah. Patrick Unfor- Holmes, Unfortunately, yes. Right? Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert, and then Derek Carr. Carr's good. Carr's not great. Jury's out that Derek Carr can lead you deep into a postseason and win a Super Bowl, right, without making a mistake. I, I, I'm not sold on Derek Carr. I think the Raiders are, you know, they, they ended last season great. They made some good moves this offseason. Locked up guys like Max Crosby. But I think the weakest link there is Derek Carr. And in the AFC West, Derek Carr is the fourth-best quarterback out of four teams. And in the end, I think that is going to hinder that team. So I don't count out the Chiefs. and I, they, they, you know, they lose Tyreek Hill. They have to trade him because they can't pay him. But they brought in other guys. I mean, it's not like the Kansas City Chiefs left their cupboard bare. I, I mean, everybody loves the Buffalo Bills. I get it. But you still have to look at this Kansas City Chiefs team and say to yourself, all right, they're still a really good team. I like Sky Moore, the rookie they brought in from Western Michigan in the draft. Michael Hardman's role is going to increase. Juju Smith. Juju Smith-Schuster brought in from uh, Pitt, you know, the the, the uh, Steelers. I mean, that's talent right there. And you have a quarterback who can get the football to him. Travis Kelsey's still there, right? He's not. He didn't go anywhere. Marquez Valdez. Marquez Valdez Scantling, the offensive line. Creed Humphrey was fantastic last year. Trey Smith was great last year. That's a good Orlando Brown Jr. That's a really good offensive line still. So where's the problem? Defensively, Frank Clark's still there. There's George Carlaftis. Car- 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 I can't pronounce his name. The kid from Purdue they drafted in the first round. Uh, Chris Jones. Am I missing something? Are we expecting a drop-off from this team? I don't understand it. Where's their drop-off? Because they let Tyreek Hill go and the the, the sky falls out? No. Let's not kid ourselves here. The secondary's not great. Tyron Matthews gone, right? But they bring in Deion Bush. They draft Trent McDuffie, the rookie out of Washington. Justin Reed. Juan Thornhill's still there. Good team. Not a big problem. They can still kick the football with Harrison Bucker. I mean, come on. So I'm not picking against Patrick Mahomes until Josh Allen proves me he can beat him, right? That's a key thing you got to look at here. So yes, the Buffalo Bills on paper look really good. They looked good last year, but they couldn't beat Patrick Mahomes. And it's not as if this team is so diminished now that automatically you're going to pick Buffalo over them. Not happening. Not in my book yet. You have to earn the right to be considered the best team in football. 
the most dangerous team in football. And by the end of the year, I may be singing a different tune, but right now I am not. And by the way, the LA Rams are still the LA Rams. And by the way, Tom Brady is back with Tampa Bay and Green Bay has Aaron Rodgers. Unbelievable talent right now when you talk about some of these teams in the NFL. More football talk coming up next. Dan Schwartzman on a Tuesday in for Rich Eisen. Rich, by the way, across the across the country here in New York at Lincoln Center tonight as hopefully this show will be taking home a sports Emmy. Our hopes are that they will bring that hardware back out west. Dan Schwartzman in for Rich here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Rich Eisen show on a Tuesday. Dan Schwartzman in for Rich. A lot of NFL talk. Buffalo Bills. Vegas' favorite to win the Super Bowl. I, I said it. Look, I'm not even taking them as a favorite in the AFC right now until Josh Allen proves to me that he could be Patrick Mahomes in a big game. Couldn't do it last year in the divisional round of the postseason. Not because of Josh Allen. He was phenomenal that game. It was a defensive thing. But by the way, Josh Allen is an extension of the Buffalo Bills. Everybody's got to show up to win, and they did not do so last year in the postseason. Can they do it? Of course. Good enough to do so. But right after the Buffalo Bills, it's not the L.A. Rams as the next favorite, according to Vegas, to win the Super Bowl. It's Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. I have a crazy scenario here. Art Martinez on the other side of the glass. Crazy scenario here. What if a 45-year-old quarterback started playing like a 45-year-old quarterback. Isn't it possible? Like, what I mean is, while Tom Brady's in great shape, and he actually looks younger now than he did when he was like 25 years old, and he's in better physical shape, at least by appearance, he is going to be 45 years old when the season begins. In fact, on August 3rd, he will be 45 years old. And one thing we know about the NFL is people don't age don't don't age gracefully. Like they don't go from like you know I'm really I'm great to really good to then good to then really bad, right? Peyton Manning went from like 39 touchdowns and still a top quarterback to like I am a hindrance to the team winning a Super Bowl. Thank goodness we had a great defense, we could win a Super Bowl, and I can ride off into the sunset with a terrible final season. That wasn't a graceful fall. It was from the heavens, and he splat hit the ground. Yeah, he was now, throwing, Tom, he was throwing ducks. Oh my goodness! He the noodle arm looked noodleish, <laughs> and an old noodle, right? Like one they, it's like, oh, I still had some ramen noodle left in that bowl. Let me try it. And you're like, whoa, what is that? It's like liquefied, right? 
You don't <laughs> exactly. Want it. It's not good. You throw it against the wall. The wall says, what are you doing? <laughs> Keep that away from me. So Tom Brady in two years in Tampa Bay has thrown for 83 touchdowns and 24 interceptions, and he's thrown for almost 10,000 yards. It's as if he's not 43 and 44 years old before those seasons and putting up these numbers. All I'm saying, Art, I'm not saying it's going to happen, right? I'm not saying Tom Brady will have a drastic decline this year. All I'm saying is, can't he? Can't he have a bad year? Oh, yeah. The avocado ice cream could end. Yeah, exactly. The avocado ice cream could end. Maybe by accident he tries a tomato once. It's his Achilles heel, right? Maybe he gets hurt. I don't know. But is it? why is it unfathomable to think that Tom Brady can't crash and burn this year? You like that little uh, Top Gun reference there in honor of the movie coming out? In oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's great. Right, Top Gun Maverick, right? We'll get into that next hour. But seriously, like, why is it crazy to think? Why are we all expecting Tom Brady... To play 17 games, throw for 5,000 yards, 40 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, and be in that MVP conversation next year. I know we've seen that year after year after year since, you know, the start of this uh, this century. I get it. All I'm saying is it's not crazy to think that at some point the bottom's going to fall out and Tom Brady ain't going to be the Tom Brady that we've gotten accustomed to seeing. And if it happens, then it happens. Like, nothing you can do about it. Father time has never lost. In every sport, every great player has been beaten by father time. Now, here's the thing, though. At what level have you gotten beaten by father time? What I mean by that is this, okay? Okay, like, yes, father time can be nicer to some people than to others, and that's because they realize, okay, I really need to call it quits. Or they say, okay, you know, or Father Time slaps them in the face hard enough and you have a terrible season like Peyton Manning, you say, okay, I'm done. G- goodbye. Like Wayne Gretzky's last year in the NHL, in 70 games, he scored 62 points. Like a lot of guys would kill for that these days. But he only scored nine goals, okay? Wayne Gretzky once scored 92 goals in a season. And Wayne Gretzky has far and away the most goals in NHL history at 894. Ovechkin maybe will beat that. Possibly so, but still. So Gretzky walked away, and people would say he was down that year, even though Wayne Gretzky had 62 points. And by the way, the two years prior to that, the age of 36 and 37, Wayne Gretzky had 97 points and then 90 points. And led the NHL in assists both years. So... Father Time hit him, 62 points in 70 games, and he decided to walk away at that point. Makes sense. I get it. All right? Absolutely makes sense. I understand it. And if he had played one more year, tried to squeeze one more in, probably not going to be pretty. Probably would have been very ugly to see. Probably would have been just uh, an abomination. And you'd say, my goodness, that's Wayne Gretzky. Some young kid would watch and be like, that's the guy? Everybody talks about how great he is. He's not that great. What did I just watch? So I don't know how Father Time hits Tom Brady. Maybe he doesn't. And maybe we'll be back here in a year, Art, and saying to ourselves, okay, he's going to be 46 coming up in August. Isn't this the year that it finally kind of crashes down on him? But on some point, it has to, I, I would believe. Uh, like, he is, yeah, he, you got to think that he's fragile. I mean, all it takes is just one hit. 
and not only that, but just your skills diminish. I'm 43 years old. And while I physically or mentally believe that I am the same person I was at 25, at like the peak of your, you know, your health and whatever it is, then my back aches and my knee aches and this hurts and that hurts and this creaks and you say to yourself, okay, I'm not, I'm 43 years old now and I can't run as fast. I'm not as strong. I'm not in as great shape, right? Years of work hours, kids, whatever it might be, takes a toll on you physically. Obviously, guys like Tom Brady, yes, he's got kids, but they can also afford nannies, so it's a little bit easier. I don't think Tom Brady is getting up at 3 in the morning with the baby. Maybe I'm wrong, and maybe I'm being a jerk by saying he doesn't, but I would assume he can get a night nanny, right? I mean, I would hope he can afford it. So the whole point is, yeah, okay, his body isn't going to suffer as much as the average Joe, when it comes to taking care of young kids or nine to five jobs, whatever it might be. But, okay? but he can't outrun a middle linebacker. He doesn't have to, though. The question is, what's going to happen with the arm, right? Peyton Manning never had a great arm. And as he aged, the arm got weaker and weaker, but his smarts allowed him to kind of get past that. How many times did he make a throw and it was a split second before it should have been picked off, right? And then that final year, that slight bit he lost from the previous year was all the difference between that ball just squeezing past the defender and the defender getting in front of it and picking it off. That's why he had so many interceptions that final year. So with Tom Brady, he still has a strong enough arm. Is this is this the year where the arm strength diminishes enough to where those throws he's making aren't the same throws, right? The, the velocity is a little different. The arm strength's a little off, and we know football's a game of inches. And that little tiny bit that he has lost due to father time Makes all the difference between Tom Brady throwing for 5,000 yards and 40 touchdowns and Tom Brady throwing for 3,700 yards, 26 touchdowns, and 17 interceptions. Okay? That's all I'm saying. So Vegas is convinced that we're not going to see a drop-off from Tom Brady. But with anybody else in the real world hitting the age of 45 playing a professional sport, you would never wager that they will continue to do what they're doing at the level they're doing, Right? I'm not a gambling man, Art, because A, you have to have a lot of money, and B, I'm cheap. But the fact is, who else would you ever wager at the age of 45 is going to continue playing at the same pace and ability that they've done throughout their career? It's insane. It's insanity. Nobody. Yeah, Drew Brees couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. The last couple of years, Drew Brees was not the same guy. He lost a little bit of that arm strength, and again, in a game of inches, a little bit of arm strength will kill you. So yet we don't think that Tom Brady will suffer the same fate. Vegas doesn't think it by having them the number two team right now behind Buffalo in terms of Super Bowl favorites. That is insane. It's understandable because Tom Brady's a freak of nature in a good way. But is there not that slight bit of worry that this is the year we see the decline in Tom Brady? Look, he retired for about a hot second and maybe because he thought to himself, hey, I don't feel quite the same. A guy who may be needing to be retired soon or rethinking what to do next. Tiger Woods, what's left? Can he ever win another major? Robert Lusitich, he's going to join us next to talk about it. Hour three of the Rich Eisen Show. I'm Dan Schwartzman. In for Rich on this Tuesday right here on the Rich Eisen Show.